Definitely. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who has not um, been on the yo-yo diet at one point in time. <laughs> yeah, the yo-yo diet. What does that mean to you? It's when you, um, you're continuously on, on the cycle of going on diets. You're losing and gaining back the weight. Because I believe the endocrine society said that 80% of people who go on diets um, go on to gain back the weight and then even more weight after that. That's a surprising statistic. When you break out 80%, are they surprised by that? I'm not really. I mean, I wasn't surprised by it because I knew like just from common knowledge that this was the case. (laughs) Indeed. So you are trying to break that pattern of a yo-yo Where's the first step when it comes to a lifestyle change and actually getting out of that cycle and doing something long term? I would say the first step is probably not to focus too much on physical appearance and instead focus on behaviors, you know, um, exercise because it feels good or because it's good for your body or eat a balanced diet because it's good for you and it feels good, not necessarily to get to a different body size. And do you find that that works? How do you deal with that on a daily basis in terms of changing, I guess, what your goals are in terms of rewarding, right, for your success? I I do find that that works. Um, And there are uh, doctors who do practice um, a holistic health care um, regimen with, uh, and it's called health at every size. Um, And they encourage people to not focus on weight and instead focus focus on overall behaviors. And you're more likely to be successful and healthy when you're doing that because um, uh, studies show that um, the weight cycling that we were talking about, um, it's linked with higher risk of death. Um, and it's also linked to a lot of health issues like diabetes. And in fact, uh, some researchers are uh, theorizing that um, these um, diseases are linked to the yo-yo dieting, the constantly gaining and losing weight rather than any, any specific size. Understood. We're talking with Magdala M.A., author of Plus Size, a memoir of pop culture, fat phobia and social change. Fat phobia. (laughs) Please define that for us if you could. What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, Fat phobia is the revulsion or hatred uh, towards body fat and commonly on fat people as well. When you say hatred, you mean like I hate them or I I don't want to be like that? Both. I'd say. Yeah. Any examples of how might that how that might look? Oh yeah. Uh, our society is like permeated with fat phobia. Um, there's so many examples. Um, but one that comes to mind is like um, in healthcare. If you sometimes you'll go see a doctor and doctors will refuse to treat you if you're fat, or they'll just say lose weight and they won't look at any of your health problems. Um, that's an example of fat phobia. Oh, okay. What about fat phobia, quote unquote, in society, you know, with your friends and your family or people you may not even know? Sure. You know, uh, maybe like over the holidays, if you go home and people uh, say, uh, you know, don't eat too much or you'll 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 gain weight or you look like you've gained weight. You know, that's fat phobia. Yeah. When you talk about the changing your mindset and how you're rewarded and you're looking at weight loss, more of a healthy lifestyle and feeling better. How do you deprogram yourself? You know, what are some of the ways that you can get to that point? I did an interview with a licensed psychologist and we both discussed a tactic that we've used called flooding. Only I didn't know it was called flooding, but it's basically you deprogram yourself by um, 
normalizing um, different body sizes. You show yourself, you look at pictures of everyday people. I mean, this was easy for me because I'm on social media and I'm posting pictures and I'm following other people as well. But if, when you look at pictures consistently of people of a, a range of body sizes, including fat bodies, like it'll deprogram your brain from thinking in a fat phobic way. So that kind of points to how the media is flooding us with images of extremely small people that that's programming us to be fat phobic as well. That's really interesting. How about fat phobia looking at images of ourself? You, you mentioned social media. We evolve, right? We change um, with the yo whether you're yo-yo dieting or whatnot. And as you get older, um, different things, you might look pretty good in your opinion in one particular picture and then see yourself and you're like, oh, you know, not like how you look because you you feel like you're too heavy. What do you think of the mindset there? Or can you describe yeah. how you might look at yourself differently? So um, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because it doesn't, you know, I guess flooding doesn't work for everybody. Uh, some people, it's like the fat phobic programming has been so successful that they just can't get their mindset out of that, no matter what techniques they use, whether they teach themselves and tell themselves that they look good and try to reframe their mind. They just can't. So if you're that person who, who looks at yourself on social and pictures and you don't like it, um, there's another tactic of being just like neutral. It's called like body neutrality, which is like not to care about what you look like and just um, prioritize the function of your body and like the things that it does for you and how amazing it is instead of just what it looks like. Oh, I want to hear more about that. You describe it as learning to be happy with ourselves as we are. Can you get to that point or should you always be on a journey of uh, either fitness or attempting to lose weight or something like that? Yeah, I think I think people do get to that point of just being happy with themselves. And um, a really interesting point, it's like the the beauty and diet industries, they don't want people to get to that point. So they're doing everything they can because they're making money, right? To keep people unhappy with themselves. Uh, gotcha. You don't want to keep you on the hamster wheel or whatever as long as possible. Exactly. Exactly. But it, it is possible to become happy with yourself. Um, but, you know, there's always people who are always going to be stuck in that mindset who can't get out of it. And so it's better just to focus less on appearance and just on you know, your other attributes, you know, on what you're able, what your body is able to do, what you're able to do, your talents, you know, your, what you enjoy doing um, instead of just what you look like. No doubt, Magdala. What about when you accept yourself? Do you find that things begin to happen for you on your body? That's a great question, actually. I, you know, I know like studies have shown that a lot of um, health problems are caused by stress. And so if we're constantly picking apart our appearances and worrying about what's what we're eating and, and how we look and how we're going to lose weight, that causes a lot of stress. And so if you're stressed out, you know, you're more likely to not lose weight or or some people do lose weight when they're stressed but whatever it is it's an unhealthy response that your body is making because you're stressed out so if you're not stressed out i think your body is more likely to relax and 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 be the size that you were intended to be again like we all come in different sizes not everybody is meant to be small um, not everybody is going to be big but we it's a range of a range of body sizes you're right on the money uh, latest book is Plus Size, a memoir of pop culture, fat phobia, and social change. McDella, what's the main focus of your book and why did you write it? 
Yeah, so uh, the book is about um, exploring the ways fat phobia permeates like every aspect of our lives, um, how it is perpetuated by the media, and how what we see in the media then shapes our own thoughts and feelings and how we treat and perceive other people, including ourselves, right? So it shows that relationship. And what inspired me to write it was that I noticed this happening in my own life. I didn't realize it at the time, but I, I realized later that, um, you know, how the media is shaping all of our, all of our lives essentially. And, and that's kind of what my book goes into and also kind of how I learned to deal with it and hopefully giving other people inspiration or like a guideline for how to deal with it themselves as well. Have you arrived at um, a weight and a shape and size that you're comfortable with and happy with? Or do you ever get there? Or do you ever get there? (laughs) That's an interesting question. I've never gotten that question before. Um, But me, yeah, my size, it's very interesting because it shows like the fat phobia in the medical industry because I was like, I'm classified as obese by my body mass index, but I'm really just, I'm like, some people would say it's all, it's, it's not objective. Like it's all subjective. It's all based on your perception, but some people would say I'm not even fat. I'm just curvy. And, you know, I'm also a black African woman. And so the, the theory right now currently is that fat phobia stems from um, colonialism and slavery and like way back in like the 1800s when you know European colonizers were coming to the continent of Africa they said well this was their way of distinguishing that white supremacy was saying well actually white people are superior because white women are so thin and petite and you know African women are so curvy you know and voluptuous this is a sign of inferiority and then there was also like the brain science where they also said like based on like the shape of people's brains they said well this is why white Europeans are smarter because we have this brain shape instead of this other brain shape. So it shows you where all of this kind of pathology stems from. I did not expect that. I find that fascinating. Do you discuss, do you get into that in in your book? I I find that really, really interesting. That's, you know, over two centuries ago, obviously, but do you think that still is, you know, a truism in today's society? People still think that way, whether they want to or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do touch on it in my book. Um, and, and, and this, this ideology still permeates society, even though it's completely wrong. Um, a really good book, if you want to learn more about that is called the racial origins of fat phobia by Sabrina strings as well. She goes into that in more in depth. That's awesome. Thank you so much for, for everything. Do you think we have covered it? Um, is there something we haven't talked about that you want to make sure and say Magdala? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, if you want to uh, learn more, uh, you can go to my website, uh, www.plussizebook.com, all lowercase, no spaces. Um, and you can follow uh, me on Twitter at plus size book and TikTok.